This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. One of the more common issues I hear in the playing of beginner to intermediate jazz improvisers is a poor time feel. Just not really being able to land their phrases in the time. Maybe it's rushing. Maybe it's dragging. Maybe it's just the phrases are sounding a little bit off for lack of sense of rhythm and where the time is. And this is really an important thing to hone in on because we could play all the right notes and have really great lines and licks, but if we're not playing them with good time feel, it can really just sound completely amateur. So in today's episode, I'm going to go over just the very basics of developing a good time feel so that we can start getting headed in the right track and start playing better jazz solos in better time. All right, let's do this thing. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. Hey, what's up, everybody? Brent here from LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog, a podcast, and videos geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. Welcome again if you're a regular listener and if this is your very first time. Hey, this is a good one to tune into because this happens to be uh, one of those shows where it's something that I find is a real problem, like a real problem with lots of musicians playing. And it's one of those things where it's like, if you don't really have your time feel together very well, it doesn't even matter how great of jazz language you know and all that good stuff or command of your instrument because it's sort of just going to sound like it's all off anyways. So we need to develop a good sense of time feel. I hear this all the time with my inner circle members is we do a lot of recording uh, of ourselves doing course material and jazz standard studies. And when I listen back to improvisations, that's really a common one that I hear a lot come up is, you know, something just not feeling right because it didn't land properly on the beat. Maybe it's rushing a little bit. Maybe it's dragging a little bit, or maybe sometimes the improviser actually gets lost, but it's more lack of just feeling where the time is rather than actually not knowing the tune. So we're going to really uh, kind of dive into that with two simple things that I want us to focus on just to get started and to break down the very basics. Um, hey, just want to say before that, that if you have not signed up for our virtual summit, Learn Jazz Live 2021 yet, you're going to want to do that in just about a month on February 27th through 28th. We're hosting an uh, incredible uh, live event um, where there's going to be workshops from 20 plus speakers that you're going to absolutely love. We have speakers uh, like Jamie Abersold, my I myself will be speaking, uh, Bob Reynolds, Amy Nolte, Jens Larson, Jeff Schneider, Brendan Lowe, uh, Peter Martin, Nick Manella, Michael Lake, Christopher Sutton, Quist, Donna Schwartz, and so many other ones that are giving amazing workshops on all things jazz improvisation theory, uh, mindset, overcoming mental barriers all kinds of really, really good stuff. And I definitely want you to attend that. So be sure to go to learnjazzlive.com to get your ticket. And I'll also say as well is if you're ever thought about becoming a, a LGS Inner Circle member, which I hope you'll consider doing, 
Uh, we are sponsoring a gold ticket pass, which gives you a free ticket to Learn Jazz Live when you become an annual Inner Circle member. So you can get that gold ticket at learnjazzlive.com. All right, so hope to see you there. Let's dive right in to the lesson. Okay, so there's two things that I think we need to uh, really get down when it comes to this concept of developing a time feel. And the first one is to have a good sense of different subdivisions over the time. Okay, so subdivisions is the first one. So this has a lot to do with having a great uh, rhythmic sense. Okay, and I'll be the first to admit that on this podcast, and I find a lot of jazz educators don't do enough with rhythm and really being good with that. And that can make all the difference. And that's really the issue that we're dealing with here. So subdivisions, what do I mean by that? So I'm, I'm talking about we have whole notes, right? That's let's say we're in 4-4. Four, four. Whole notes, that's four beats. Half notes, that's two beats. A quarter note, that's one beat. Then we have eighth notes, that's, you know, one and, right? And then we have triplet, so triple it, right? And we have all these different subdivisions where we're breaking down the time over top of a bar, uh, four beats in this case, four, four time. And we have to be able to feel all those subdivisions going on or else anything rhythmic that happens in our melodic lines we want to play or perhaps even if we're playing with other people, anything rhythmic that happens for them, it could easily throw us off because we're just not prepared to even hear what those subdivisions are. So a really simple exercise to try is to get out your metronome. And this is kind of uh, when you're working on your time field, this is where backing tracks are not as helpful. I'm not against backing tracks by any means. I think they're great to use, especially because they can be fun to use, but they're not the best for developing a time field. And a metronome really is. And I know it's kind of boring and cliche to say use a metronome, but hey, it is a great tool. And so you do want to use a little bit of that tool. So what we're going to do is I'm going to start by just putting the metronome on all four beats. Uh, we're doing 4-4 four, four time. And I'm going to start by improvising over a B-flat, concert B-flat blues. And I'm going to use just half notes. We're going to skip whole notes here. We're just going to do uh, half notes. So let's go ahead and give this a try. So one, two... One, two, three, four. So that was just half notes, right? Just playing half notes and just feeling those two beats and improvising with just, you know, all four beats here on the metronome. So now let's go from improvising just with half notes to improvising with quarter notes. So one, two, one, two, three, four. All 
right, so stop the metronome for a second. And so there you go. We did the quarter notes. And, you know, for a lot of us, that's maybe not as difficult, especially when we have the clicker going on all four beats like that, right? So we, we, we kind of can feel that. However, if to try to get exact on there, it's, it's difficult. And you can also kind of play around a little bit. Like, can I get on the back of the beat just a little bit, right? Still on the beat, but on the back of it. Um, my, my playing there is a little bit on the back. Or are you on the front of the beat? I, I always prefer on the back of the beat. That's going to really kind of swing a lot harder. And when I hear myself rushing, it's like sometimes it's like I'm just really on the top of the beat. So those are some subtleties you want to even think about when you're doing quarter notes. So let's get the metronome started again and go ahead and go for eighth notes. So one and two and three and four and one, two, one, two, three, four. Okay, so that's eighth notes. It's actually a lot harder to improvise just straight eighth notes than quarter notes, even just being musical and creative. So you'll notice that in it of itself is actually a challenge. It's also a good way to start practicing playing longer lines. A lot of us have that problem too, playing these very short choppy lines. And so this exaggerates that process. So you're practicing playing longer lines with eighth notes. So that's not a bad idea in and of itself. So now we're feeling that. Now this is where it gets particularly challenging is we're gonna do eighth note triplets now. So triple it, triple it, triple it, triple it, right? So one, two, one, two, ready, play. So triplets, that was difficult. Um, okay, but you get the point here, right? So we're practicing staying in time. And that was a little quick, so there's no problem with slowing this down. I'm on 110 BPM right now. So you could easily slow this down, make that a little bit more manageable for you. You could take it as slow as you want, because at the end of the day, it's still the subdivisions that we're just trying to get inside. Not necessarily technical skill, per se, like how fast can I play? More about feeling those subdivisions. Um, okay. So the next thing that we can do is to this exact same exercise. And this is where we're going to kind of get into the second phase here, I guess the not phase, but rather the second concept you want to work with. And that is feeling time with, uh, with more space. Okay. Feeling time with more space. And the way we can start doing that, of course, is to start changing how many clicks are on the metronome. So I'll do really quickly, I'm going to put this on 55 BPM now. And when we put this on 55 BPM, it's going to essentially cut this in half so that the click now is going to be on beats two and four. I'm going to put on beats two and four. 
So one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Okay? So already you can kind of feel like, oh, it's a little bit harder because now we just have that click on beat two and four. And we have to feel beats one and three. One, two, three, four. So let's go ahead and just do quarter notes with this exercise, right? Because that's going to help us really solidify it. So one, two, one, two, three, four. I rushed a little bit there, right? So that's something to take note of. It's good to record yourself, by the way, because you can kind of listen back to see really how it is. Because sometimes when we're locked in the moment, we're not really actually 100% sure of how we're doing. So let's try the same thing now with eighth notes. So one, two, one, two, ready, play. So hopefully you can see how this is going to start adding to our challenge significantly, right? The more we do this. And the next steps you could take, of course, are switching it to beats one and three, right? And then switching it to just one beat per measure. Okay, and the next thing I want to propose to you to do is to start forgetting about subdivisions in general and really just focus on feeling the space in between those beats and just actually improvising for yourself, right? Just improvising whatever kind of rhythmic values you want to use. So let's do beats two and four, and I'm just going to improvise, okay? So let's, let's do this. So one, two, a one, two, three, four. simple improvisation there and you know eh, I think I could have been locked in a little bit more so we could always keep practicing this stuff right just to really feel it now let's take things up just a, a little bit more a little bit more so let's go ahead and change this to 25 bpm and actually, I had to pause the recording for a second because I realized that the metronome I was using doesn't go down to 25 BPM, so I switched to one that does. So uh, what we're going to do here is now we're going to make the click on beat one, beat one of each measure. So we're still the, still the same, right, as what we started with. We're just 
making the click down to beat one and feeling the time there. Um, again, there's probably a better metronome that I'm not using that can just subdivide all this for you easily. But let's listen to it. Right? So maybe just start by trying to feel and count those quarter notes in between. And then the next thing you can do is just count one beat in there. Four. 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 Three. 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 Three, two, 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 right? So we can do that, and that kind of will give us a little bit of a feeling inside, right? That we're we're kind of feeling the timeout. Okay, now let's start improvising. <laughs> So the next thing you can do with this exercise, if you'd like, is you can actually put the click on just beat two or just beat three or just beat four. Some people like to get adventurous and go just the end of one, right? So one end, right? One end. So you're hitting that and, and you could do that on any beat as well. And people want, I mean, some people go crazy and do the on the triplets and listen you don't need to do any of that i I don't think that's really necessary to go that deep into this Uh, another thing that you can do is you can also do one click per every two bars and i'll tell you right up front i would definitely struggle with that a little bit but it's a great thing to practice and there was one point where i did practice that quite a bit and i think i got pretty good at it i don't know that i still have that skill so that's how far you can go with it but at the very basics if you are working on feeling out those subdivisions in the very first place, and then secondly, working on feeling space by yourself, right? Starting with just counting with those uh, the in-between beats that the click is not on, and then actually trying to improvise. Now, you'll find that the improvising part is difficult, especially if you're really worrying too much about what you're actually playing. And this is where I would also recommend to you to try to let go of worrying so much about if your melodic lines are really awesome or great, because we focus on that all the time anyways, but we're really trying to get good time feel here. So if your lines aren't the greatest, if you're hitting some wrong notes here or there, that's not the biggest deal at, at, cause the, the real point of this is to get that time feel going. So even if you're playing a bunch of wrong notes, but very well in time with great time feel, well, then you can kind of worry about playing the right notes a little bit later, right? You have that important piece together, though, which is feeling the time. Now, 
this translates, uh, you know, even further from just, you know, being able to play lines that feel really good and that land on beats and that you can have more ry- rhythmic freedom, quite frankly, with your lines. It, it really helps with the problem of getting lost in a jazz standard, because sometimes the reason that people get lost with jazz standards is simply because they can't feel the time. Um, yeah, sometimes it's you got lost, like you, whoops, we went to the four chord and I mixed up the chords or something like that happens too. But a lot of times it's just you're not really feeling the time very well in the first place and it makes it much more difficult so i'd encourage you to just practice a few of these things even just a little bit and start seeing if it helps improve anything for you start really simple don't be afraid to do really slow tempos don't be afraid to do fast tempos either because as you may notice that when we have the click on just one beat per measure the more time in between typically the more difficult it is to feel it, right? So you can feel free to experiment a bit and then just slowly push your boundaries. All right, that's all for today's lesson, today's episode. I appreciate you. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Hope you got a lot out of today's episode and that you're able to take action on at least one of the things we talked about today because as we know, knowledge is important. But without action, it can be kind of meaningless. So like I said, hey, our virtual summit Learn Jazz Live 2021 is coming up on February 27th through 28th. It's a Saturday and a Sunday. And it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be really great. And especially if you've ever thought about becoming a Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle member, you can also get a gold pass ticket, which gets you a free ticket when you become an annual Inner Circle member. But we also have a couple other options, too, that you should definitely check out. And even if you can't make it for those days of the virtual summit, if you get either a silver or a gold pass, you get access to all the recordings but after the event is over. So definitely check this out because, man, the workshops are really, 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 really good. And I don't want you to miss out on them. Okay, so go to learnjazzlive.com to check out any of the stuff I just talked about. Okay, we're going to have another great episode on the show next week. Uh, Please stay tuned and please subscribe if you haven't done so already and look forward to seeing you next time. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes, and don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask. That's LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.